Hi everyone and welcome to 21 Questions, the podcast where we tackle 21 big questions about life, faith and Christianity in about 20 minutes during 2021. Yeah, hi, my name is Rhys Jones. I'm a pastor at Living Rock Church. I've been for the last 17 years and this is my good friend and colleague, Mike Shooter, who is also a fellow pastor at The Rock. This whole series is available on our YouTube channel, Living Rock Church. You can also get audio versions of all the podcasts uh, on all major podcasting platforms. Just search 21 Questions. Um, We've got a website. You can head to livingrock.church forward slash 21 questions. But you can find all the links you could ever need uh, in the description below. We are into episode seven now, and one of the things and some of the links that you can find in the description will take you to a way of getting in touch with us if you'd like to. You can email us, go to our Facebook and direct messages on Instagram. But what we'd really like for some of our upcoming episodes is why don't you let us know what you're thinking, um, the questions that you'd like to be answered, the things that are rattling around your head in this exploration of Christianity and faith. Get in touch with us. Let us know. We probably won't be able to answer all the questions, but we can definitely use them as some inspiration for some of our upcoming episodes. So, yeah, the questions about Christianity and faith, not questions about what is the biggest leaf or <laughs> why did not gnats not get wiped out by raindrops. Like, those are the things you we can't answer. Those you can Google those things, but but we'd love to answer some or talk about some of the things, other things related <laughs> to Christianity and faith. Yeah absolutely so you can get in touch with us on any of those platforms you can also just pop a comment uh, below um or or email us send us a message whatever but we'd love to hear from you yeah, so yeah. um without any further ado though this week's question uh, we'd like to tackle is what did jesus say about himself mm. and, uh it's it's an interesting question and i think it will really build from what we've explored already yeah if you've not been watching up till now uh just so you know uh, episodes five and episode six were all about the bible um why the bible is accurate and reliable as a historical document and text and then uh six was about jesus death and resurrection and um and so there's some stuff on that that might be helpful in the context to, to give some context what we're going to talk about today but just kind of to recap one of the things is one thing we did say is that no serious historian um atheist christian or any other of any other religious persuasion would question jesus existence and the evidence of his life based on the historical data that's out there whether that's biblical or outside of the bible um you know every serious historian would absolutely say yeah there was a man called jesus christ who lived in northern palestine two thousand years ago and he caused a bit of a stir one way or another so um just you know if you want to have a look at some stuff that we've done before that please do take a look yeah And what we want to explore in all of that today is that, hey, if Jesus existed um, and he really was this man from Northern Palestine, then who really was he? What did Mm. he um, say about himself? Because that's a really important question. Yeah. What did he say about himself? Who did he think he was? Because lots of people have their uh, kind of understanding of what they think that Jesus was or what they think even he thought he was people Mm. would think of him as a good man a religious teacher a prophet or even the original hippie um, for some people you know peace and love man Um, long hair and and sandals that's what it was i think (laughs) absolutely but to christians all over the world it's really obvious that to us he's far more than any of those things we believe he's the son of god we believe he's both Lord and Messiah, and they're some of the terms and things that we'll explain in a little bit today. Um, 
but we don't think these things because we've kind of figured that out or we've interpreted mm. what Jesus has said in a certain way, or it's our best guess at who Jesus was. But actually Jesus makes these claims about himself and that's really significant. Yeah. It's massively significant because it, it, what we want to talk about today is the fact that because of what Jesus actually does say about himself and how he responds in certain situations shows us that he believed certain things that don't allow us to just think he was just a good man or a good teacher. And yeah. it kind of, it doesn't leave that up for grabs. And and C.S. Lewis, who many people will know, is the author of the, the Narnia books, you know, books like The Lion, The Witch and the Wardrobe. Classic. Um, was a Christian thinker, um, although he wasn't always a Christian. He started off as an atheist and yeah. through his own research became uh, convinced about the Christian faith. But he says this in his book, Mere Christianity. This is just a quote. He says, I'm, I'm trying here to prevent anyone saying the really foolish thing that some people often say about him. And it's this, I'm ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. So that's what you've just said there, Mike. Mm. Um, that is one thing we must not say. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things that Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on the level with the man who says he's a poached egg or else he would be the devil of hell. Wow. You can make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God or else a madman or something worse. So it goes on to say, let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about him being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us and he did not intend to do that either. Absolutely. Okay, so there you go. Tell us what you really think, Mr. Lewis. No, he does not. But why is he making such a strong and passionate statement about Jesus? Mm. Um, well, let's consider some of the ways that Jesus spoke about himself. And we, we ought to add some context to these things and understand how radical his statements were to his mm. immediate Jewish audience at the time. Because remember, that's what this is. This is a record of him speaking to you know, a, a very specific audience, men and women who knew the scriptures, our Old Testament, mm. and are steeped in Jewish tradition and religion and culture. Um, and so we're going to explore three things that um, Jesus says about himself. These are probably three of the most um, uh, extreme things he yeah, says about radical, himself. Radical. Yeah, they are. They're really radical. And he, uh, th there's lots of other things he says about himself, but these are important. He, he says that he's the Messiah. Mm -hmm. He says that he's the son of God. And he says that he's the son of man, yeah. uh, which may seem contradictory, but we'll, we'll come on to those <laughs> things. But let's start with the Messiah. Let's get into that, because that's probably the most um, uh, foreign word to most people watching this. If you're not a Christian or if you're not familiar with the Christian faith, yeah. um, what is Jesus saying when he calls himself the Messiah, Rich? Yeah, well, I think if you talk about Messiah, people have lots of different ideas. If you think about Handel, you know, Handel's Messiah, yeah. or quote from the... Monty Python's Life of Brian, where he's not the Messiah, he's a naughty boy, which, which is um, not meant to be at all demeaning at all about what the Messiah is, because actually, that what the Messiah meant then was really meant everything actually uh, to the Jewish audience. It was yeah. um, packed with meaning because it related to the chosen one, the anointed one, the one who would be the great ruler and deliverer and um, savior of the Jewish people and Jewish nation, this promised leader that all of Israel was, was waiting for with, with, with bated breath. 
you know, they'd faced oppression by various great empires, whether it's Babylon or Syria or Syria, then Babylon, the Medes, the Persians, the Greeks, and now Rome. And, and, but, but in their history was this prophetic, this, this foretold um, prediction of a, a deliverer, a great king who would come um, like the king, like King David, who kind of ruled, if you like, during a golden era for Israel and his son Solomon, um, a time of great prosperity and wealth and power and influence. And that this Messiah would be this military leader who would come and set up Israel again as a new political power and bring spiritual reform to the nation. Mm-hmm. So this was a big, big deal, um, this term Messiah. And Jesus very much basically holds himself up as saying, here I am. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the Messiah. And he did it in lots of different ways. But one way I want to just quickly describe is, is not necessarily what he said, but what he did. There's a, mm-hmm. an Old Testament prophecy by a prophet called Zechariah. Again, very familiar with the Jewish audience at the time. And he says this in Zechariah 9, verse 9. Rejoice, O people of Zion. Shout in triumph, O people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, yet he is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. So this was written hundreds of years before Jesus was on the scene in his earthly life. And and what does Jesus do? Well, a week before he's about to be crucified, Jesus rides into Jerusalem, the very city that's mentioned by the prophet, on a donkey, the very animal that the prophet talks about. And Jesus arranged this. Jesus set this up. It was intentional. It was provocative. And it was a statement that he was making to say, here I am. Yeah. Prophet Isaiah said, a Messiah king is coming. It's me. And in fact, as he rides into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, as it's known, the whole of the city come out to celebrate, waving palm leaves and, and shouting Hosanna. And the, the, the shouts that, that Zechariah had so, sort of foreseen was happening. This was happening in yeah. Jesus' life. And this is an historically attested event that took place in Jerusalem in the Bible and outside of it. So yeah. when Jesus rode into the city in this way, he was making a very clear statement about him being the Messiah. And he did that in, in other ways as well, expressed and described himself as, as the Messiah, the anointed one, the chosen one that they've yeah. been waiting for and expecting. But what he also does is obviously comes along and totally redefines what the Messiah really is. Because everyone's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he's waiting. Everyone's waiting for this next King David or next King Solomon to bring Israel into this prosperity, deliver them from their enemies. But actually, Jesus comes along, and and every I, I think there are a lot of people at this point when he's riding in on Palm Sunday, you know, on on the on the donkey's colt, who are thinking this guy really is the Messiah. Yeah. A week later, he's been crucified. The show and, and kill him, yeah. Yeah, they're they're devastated. And mm. yeah, it's in that act that he really truly proves that he's the Messiah because three days later he rises from the dead. And mm. what begins to happen in people's minds is disciples, the people who are following him, they realize that actually being the Messiah was about so much more than just Israel. It was about so much more than a piece of land. It was yeah. about reuniting people, saving them from what they really needed saving from, yeah, which exactly. was the corruption the sin that humanity has experienced, which has led to the ultimate issue, which is their separateness from God. And um, it's amazing to see that unfold in in the rest of scripture, but he redefines totally what it means to be the Messiah. Absolutely does. Yeah. 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 Total mindset for them. It is massive. It's, it's huge. Um, The, the second uh, kind of um, way that Jesus refers to himself uh, is uh, he identifies himself as the son of God. Right. Yeah. So what, what, what does that mean for us, Rich? Cause yeah, no, there's aspects of the Messiah that tie into the, to, to being God's son um, mm-hmm. anyway. So there's already that link, but, but Jesus referred to um, God as his father. That was a total 
shift in people's thinking. It was a, a radical statement in itself. So even the Lord's Prayer that we would just say, you learn it at school or used to, our Father in heaven. When Jesus used those words, it was a real shift of, of thinking for people. And and yeah. he was speaking about God as his Father with a familiarity um, and um, um, with respect, but with a familiarity. And, and he would often put himself... Um, if you like, on a par with God in the way that he would talk about himself. The disciples say, look, show us God. And Jesus says, you've seen him because you've seen me. If you've seen me, you've seen the father. Um, so he's, again, he's comparing himself with God. When when Jesus told some of these sort of um, stories with a spiritual meaning that kind of held mysteries within them uh, that we talk, we call parables, the, these hidden stories and mysteries, some of them were about himself and he was talking about himself. So there's a parable called the parable of the vineyard where there's a father, there's yep. a vineyard, there are tenants in the vineyard. And God is saying, you know, the, the vineyard represents Israel. The tenants represent the, the religious leaders. The father represents God and God sends servants to kind of try and bring order to what's happening there. They kill the servants or they send them away. God, Jesus says, they're the prophets. And then God says, I know what I'll do. I'll send my son because surely they'll accept my son. And what happened? He sends his son and the tenants kill the son. Jesus is predicting his own death. He's relaying himself as being different to the prophets, that he's actually God's son. He's not yeah. a prophet, not a mere prophet. And also he's predicting his death just in one little story that he describes. And so, again, this is just a little example of how God, uh, Jesus kind of holds himself up as, as God's son. And, and the fact is, you can't say Jesus didn't describe himself um, and put himself on, on the same level as God because the big issue that the religious leaders had was blasphemy, that Jesus was, was being blasphemous about how he talked about himself yeah. because he always made himself um, or put himself in, like, in direct comparison with God, which was a complete no-no for, for, for the Jews. Um, Absolutely. Say, no, I am. I'm God. I'm, I'm the son of God. Yeah, that's it. And, and and that's the really helpful thing for us, because although we do have to do some interpreting to a certain yes. extent of what he means by that, because it's not our time, we can mm. see from the reaction yeah. um, of the, the Pharisees, of the religious leaders, that actually they very clearly thought that he was making this reference to him. Really what you were saying, God. 100%, yeah. Yeah, he, they had a real issue with it, because yeah. for them it was blasphemy. Massively. And so somewhat contradictory it, it seems to be anyway you know jesus favorite name for himself was probably the son of man which on its face value you know we're all sons of men right yeah um, but what is jesus talking about when he's saying that because there's a lot of again there's a lot of scripture yeah. there's some prophecy involved in this name right so yeah again it's it's understanding um what how people would, what people would have understood when jesus used these words so Jesus described himself, like you say, it was his favorite term to describe himself um, probably about 80 times, I think, in the, in the Gospels. He described himself as the son of man, not a son of man, which is also really important, but the son of man. Yeah. And that might seem a bit weird to us as a description. But but again, like Messiah, this name was packed with meaning for the listeners at the time. And instead of Zechariah, another prophet kind of steps up, a, prophet called, a man called Daniel, who you can read in, in your Bible, has a vision. Again, 500 years before Jesus is on the scene, he has this vision. And he says, it says this in, in, in Daniel 7, verse 13. This is kind of like the climax of the vision that he has. As my vision continued that night, I saw someone like, here are the words, a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. And he approached the ancient one. And the ancient one is in caps because it's uh, describing God and was led into his presence. And he was given, this is the son of man. He was given authority, honor and sovereignty over all the nations of the world. 
so that people of every race and nation and language would obey him. His rule is eternal. It will never end. His kingdom will never be destroyed. So this is a huge statement. And Jesus comes out and calls himself the son of man. And as soon as he says that, everybody's taken back to Daniel's prophecy. Everybody's reminded of this vision. Um, and in Jesus saying, yep, who Daniel saw in that vision, here I am. This is yeah. me. I am the son of man. Um, I'm this mysterious man who actually is God, um, but also human. And and I'm, I'm able to enter into the presence of the, of the almighty one, the, the anointed one, or ancient one, sorry. And, and, and I've been given authority and honor and ability to rule over all the nations. So, so this is a huge, huge statement. And, and, and the kind of these three terms, Messiah, son of God, son of man, they all kind of come together in one snapshot um, okay. in Mark's gospel, Jesus is being tried before his crucifixion. The religious leaders are, are as ever livid, really angry with Jesus. And they ask this question, are you the Messiah? There's that first one, the son of the blessed one, or the son of God, there's the next one. And Jesus says, I am the Lord. And that word Lord, is I am Yahweh, okay? So, or, or just basically, yeah, Yahweh is here. That's what he's saying. And you will see the Son of Man, there you go, seated in the place of power at God's right hand and coming on the clouds of heaven. He's taking them right back to this vision that Daniel had. This is a heavenly vision, the Son of Man coming to receive authority and power and rule and sovereignty over all the nations. And so his answer is nothing short of claiming 100% to be God, that he'd come to earth in human form and he'd return to heaven in glory as God's son. Wow, massive claims. <laughs> I know. So, so these are big statements. And Jesus described himself in world-changing and life-transforming ways if we believe what yeah. he said about himself. You know, think about some of the other things that Jesus says. He says, I'm, I am the way, the truth, the life, not a way. Yeah, or a truth or a life. I'm the way. He says, I, the, the, he's the only way by which we can have access. We can come to the Father, have peace with God, have a relationship with God. Jesus, Jesus says, the, the only. It's only through me that you can truly be saved and truly live. Yeah, um, and you know, he says, I'm the good shepherd, not a good shepherd, but the good shepherd. And again, those who heard him would have been reminded immediately of Psalm 23: The Lord is my shepherd. Yeah. So again, we have this, this, these, these powerful statements that Jesus is making about himself and who he is. Yeah. And like, there's no getting away from the fact that this is one of the most contentious issues about Christianity is the fact that we say that, he, that Jesus isn't a truth. He's the truth. Yeah. He says it. Doesn't like that. <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't. And, and I get that, you know, um, yeah we but the but the fact is is that there are some absolute truths still and that whether that makes us come across as arrogant or intolerant or small-minded um it doesn't change the fact that jesus said them and he made this statement to say i am who i say i am yeah. and uh you know i think sometimes we can use that as a bit of a we can use that excuse is a bit of a way of getting around these things as to whether they're true or not. You can say, Oh, you know, well, it doesn't feel right to me, so it can't be right. But if Jesus has made these statements, you know, he's, yeah. he's not, again, he's like CS Lewis said, he's not left <laughs> anything up for, up for grabs here. Jesus either was who he says he was, he was a lunatic or something much, much worse. But yeah. realistically, Jesus is still the, still the man within this who also says, do unto others as you'd have them do to you. Love your neighbor, turn the other cheek. Yeah. And in the same breath is saying, I'm God. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And, and you know, these are only a few things. These are only a few, just taking a few things out of, of the New Testament of the things that Jesus said about himself or how, what yeah. things he did to show um, what he, who he believed he was. Um, 
but you know the fact is he he forgave sins at times which was again a complete no-no only god could forgive sins but he's saying yep exactly (laughs) (laughs) he talked about existing um before abraham this great father of faith to the jews who'd lived over 1500 years beforehand um jesus saying or 2000 years before and yeah i was there i was knocking around then because i'm I was around from the beginning, you know, and yeah. he predicted his own death and his own um, resurrection. He he even redefined the law of the Old Testament scriptures in, and, and brought a new perspective to them in, in his teachings. And and a big one is he accepted worship when it was offered to him. Yeah. He healed people and people would worship him. They'd bow down and worship him. And if, if, if the disciples um, did anything of significance and people tried to worship them, they would shut them down straight away and say, stop, stop. Jesus yeah accepts the worship um why because he believed he was god yeah <laughs> and so true. and so again we have all of these things to say um and and the big thing for us i think that the hang-up is we have to therefore accept the supernatural we have to accept that there's a spiritual realm and all of those things that come with the the hurdles that, that, that can come with us accepting what jesus said about himself but if we're willing to be open-minded about those things and accept those things and actually and we take jesus as what he said then it's, it can be a game changer for us. Absolutely. I mean, there's no getting away from the fact Jesus was making greater claims about himself than any other leader or significant person in history. Okay? Um, he claimed he was God. He claimed that he would die for our sins. He claimed that he would come back to life and return to his heavenly father in glory. He claimed that he was and is the unique and universal savior or and king of the entire world and universe. <laughs> yeah. And he said he's going to come back in glory and bring yeah. everything back to its rest- restored state. You know, it, these are huge, huge statements. And I think yeah. ultimately all boys down to this really for all of us. I had a chat with, I was talking to a guy in the gym about, jesus and he was saying oh you know to, he reads the bible and he, he knows i'm a i'm a christian and he's talking to me about some things and and he asked me different questions and i said let me ask you a question because i said this is the most important question that i think i can ask you and i and i believe it's the most important question that jesus asks us because he asked his disciples the same question which is first he said who do people say i am and they all start giving him some answers and then jesus hones it right down to this and says who do you say i am and i think that's Hopefully what we've done today is help to explore a little bit more about what Jesus what Jesus said about himself and therefore for us to then ask our, ourselves the question, okay, well, what do I think? Yeah. What do I believe? Who do I believe Jesus really is? And and hopefully that's been helpful. And yeah. as Mike said, if you want to send any questions where we can help to explore this further, send them in. We'd love to hear from you. But we hope that's been really helpful and we really appreciate you watching and, and joining us today. Thanks a lot. See you yeah, next time. Thank you.